Welcome back, coming to you live from the CVS community, Kailal. A beautiful, beautiful Tuesday morning. And what an auspicious day to begin a brand new section in Derech Hashem. A day of Kitoiv, a day of double Toiv, and a day to start Perik Dalid. A very controversial Perik. Very controversial Perik. Perik Dalid, let's see. The Ramchal entitles this, On the topic of Kalei and Goyim. The Jews and the Goyim, the Yidin and the Goyim, Jews and Gentiles. Yidin and Goyim, that's going to be the subject of Perik Dalit. Lahavdil, Ben Yisrael, La'amim, understanding what Jews are, what Gentiles are, what are Yidin and what are Goyim. And it's a controversial Perik, but not from the Torah's perspective, really from humanity's perspective, and primarily from Klaisro's perspective. This is a topic Klaisro struggles with, understanding the difference between. Jews and Gentiles, Yidin and Goyim, Yisrael, Va'amim. Klai Yisrael struggles with this topic, and <clears throat> we're usually our, our, our own worst enemy when it comes to differentiating between us and Goyim. And it's the Jews that are usually leading the pack of you know, political correctness and, and acceptance and progressive thinking and, and um, bending over backwards to not differentiate or to not, in their words, discriminate between Kleiser and the Goyim, and, and, and in their zeal in, in doing so, most of the time, they end up putting the Goyim before the Yidden. We've talked about it. They have these awful, awful uh, organizations in Eretz Yisrael that go out of their way to, quote-unquote, return property from Jews to the Arabs and to create court cases, to take away property, and find Goyim, find, find Arabs, rather. Find Arabs that, that, that can be championed as, as uh, you know, being victimized by Jews. The, the Yidin always have the hardest time understanding this topic, the topic of Yisrael of Umas But the Emes is, the point that, you know, that we have to make in, 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 as a matter of preface for this, this very this critical uh, chapter that we're about to embark upon over here, the point that has to be made in, 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 in the preface and the preparatory remarks and the introduction over here, needs to be that they're more right than wrong in terms of where they're coming from. They're definitely wrong. They're definitely wrong in their thinking, wrong in their approach, wrong in their, um, again, this drive that they have to overcompensate what they perceive as a discrimination between uh, an elitist attitude from Jews to Gentiles, from Yid to Gaim, and they're all overcompensating, and they end up, suppressing the rights of Yidin in, 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 their, in their drive and in their fervor to, quote-unquote, defend the Goyim, okay? But they're coming from an interesting place, whether they realize it or not, and the place they're coming from is one that the Ramchal really agrees with. What does that mean? Well, let's take a step back. Let's ask the, the, the forest question. You know, we never want to get too caught up in the trees. At any time in Derech Hashem, and really anything that we're learning, any sugya, that we encounter, we always have to have the forest take and the trees take. You have to be able to see the up close, the micro, and zoom out and see the macro. So the micro take over here is what we're about to have a discussion on the topic of Jews and Gentiles, Yidin and Goyim. The macro that has to be taken to us, what's this doing over here? Why, why is the Ramchal throwing this discussion in over here, this specific parak, this specific section, and this specific uh, safer? Why, why suddenly, are we, okay, now for a discussion about Jews and Gentiles. Now let's talk about Yidin and Goyim. 
We could talk about that anyway. We could make a separate countries. The Ramchal could write a separate pamphlet, a monograph, on the, on the topic of understanding the differences and distinctions between Jews and Gentiles. You could have a separate paper, a separate topic, a separate dissertation on that. He throws it into Derech Hashem, he throws it into Perek Dalit, into Chalik base. Why is it over here? Why over here? What were we talking about? We were talking about Yisurin, why bad things happen to good people. Or, really, why bad things happen. That's what it was entitled when it went out to WhatsApp line, because it really is a better way of understanding Paragimel. It's not why bad things happen to good people. Bad things also happen to bad people. Why bad things happen? That's really the, the, the theme of last Perak. So we're talking about Yisurin. We had 12 plus 1. We had 13 different approaches. So I remembers, right? What was approach number 7? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll review them later. We had 13 approaches. Very good. Pinchas uh, 13 different approaches understanding Yisurin. Now, okay, now let's talk about Goyim. So Balabadish would say, oh, I guess if we're talking about suffering, it makes the most sense logically. You go from suffering to talking about Goyim. Right? Okay, but that's a little Balabatish. It's also a little unkind, a little stereotyped. That's not the Vort, obviously. That's not the connection. Yisurin to Goyim. Why is Ramchal talking about Yidin Goyim now, suddenly? Territ says, what was Chalik Beis all about? We're in the middle of Chalik Beis. This is the first section, second section, third section, fourth section, which comprised the four sections of Derech Hashem. The first section of the Sefer was on the topic of what the purpose of the universe is. What's the purpose of creation? And that was stage one, stage two, Eilam Hazet, Eilam Haba. We're all about getting to Eilam Haba. <clears throat> stage two is all about Hashgacha. Now that we understand what the system is about and how the system works, let's see how Hashem runs that system. What's the, what's, what's the, what's the uh, approach and the Mahalach within which Hashem runs the system, maintains the system, and makes sure the system gets to its end result and its end point? Hashgacha. Hashgacha Pratis. Hashgacha. That is what Chalik Beis is all about. Hashem's Hashgacha. Hashem's maintenance of the system. Hashem is always on top of the system. Hashem is always actively guiding the system. Hashem is running things. And, said differently, everything has a plan, everything has a rutzen, everything has a divine will behind it, divine guidance behind it, and divine interest behind it. Every aspect of everything that we see in this world is being guided by the divine plan. And that's why Yisurin were here, because the whole point of Perik Gimbal was really for us to understand that all the what we perceive as random, haphazard, chaotic suffering is really all part of Hashem's plan. All the, thing, all the bad things that are happening everywhere, chas v'shalom, are a part of Hashem's plan, fit into Hashem's plan, and are guided and shaped by Hashem's plan. That's why this is in Tashkacha. So far, so good? We understand that Hashem is running the system. We understand Hashem is running the show. We understand that everything has a plan and a purpose, and everything is here for a reason. Everything has to be here for a reason. And everyone understands this intuitively. Including Klai Yisrael Kiv. Klai Yisrael. Am the Torah testifies upon Klai Yisrael. We're, we're smart, we're intelligent, we're brilliant people. We have, we have inborn, inherent analytical skills to understand life and to put things together. All Yidin are like this. And we understand, even if we're not actively studying Derech Hashem. Yes, there's a system, there's a plan. This is not a, a, a world of, of randomness. It's not a world where things just happen. There's a world of Hashkacha. And we see Goyim. We see Goyim out there. We see lots of Goyim. There's an awful lot of Goyim. 
And Emes is anyone that's ever lived in Erstol for 20 years, like we have. <clears throat> and then you move back to the States, like we have. The first thing you notice is like, wow, there's a lot of Goyim. A lot, a lot of Goyim out there. So in Eretz Yisrael, you're privileged to live amongst Jews. Now, unfortunately, many, many secular Jews. And sometimes you have a different take. You know, you drive to these, uh, all the, all the shtetlach and all the cities outside of Yerushalayim, outside of Beit Shemesh, and you have to say to yourself, wow, there's so many secular Jews. You go to all these cities, up north, west, east, down south, an awful lot of secular Jews, okay, but they're all Yidin, all Yidin. You come to the States, wow, there's a lot of Goyim out there, a lot of them. And the overwhelming majority of the world's population is Goyim, and Kleisel makes 0.02, of the world's population, 0.02. Something like that. 0.02, 0.05. And you say to yourself, that means 99.98% of the world's population is Goyim. There's a lot of Goyim. On the one hand, there's tons and tons of Goyim. On the other hand, intuition tells us there's got to be a reason for this. There's got to be some kind of plan. There's so many of them that somehow that does fit into Hashem's plan. Somehow that is, fits into Hashem's hashkacha. There's nothing random, nothing arbitrary about what goes on in the world. Everything is guided and shaped by Hashem's Hashgacha. If there's so many Goyim in the world, and Goyim comprise a significant, in, in fact, the bulk of the world's population, the overwhelming bulk, that, has to, that must have something to do with Hashem's plan also. It can't be random. It can't be haphazard. Said differently, there must be a Hashgacha, a, a Ratzon Hashem, and there being Goyim in the world also. Because otherwise, why would they be here? If not, if there wasn't a hashgacha, a plan for Goyim, why would they be here? And why would there be so many of them? And when we believe in a God, when we believe, when we believe in a Rebbein when we believe in a God, and a God that guides the world, a God, a God that shapes the world, God has hashgacha over the world, and we apply that to our observation, this empirical observation of how many Goyim there are out there, that yields a... A, 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 a um, conclusion which is difficult to to uh, get out of, which is there must be a hashgacha for Goyim also. Must be part of Hashem's plan, and part of Hashem's rotten, and part of Hashem's interest in guiding the world must be including all these Goyim somehow. And this is kind of the dilemma that we have when we see what the world's population looks like, the demographics, just how many Goyim there are, and we know that there's a hash, Hashem who's mashkiach and everything. There's got to be some way of fitting that into Hashem's Hashkoch. There's got to be Hashkoch and, and a Ratzin from Shemaim for all the Goyim also. This is exactly why the Ramchal makes this the next discussion point in Chelek Beis, the, the section on Hashkoch Pratis, and why we're moving on from understanding why. Now we know why bad things happen in this world. How that fits into Hashkoch. Okay, the next topic has to be understood. Why are the Goyim here? What's going on with Goyim? How does that fit into Hashem's plan? What does that have to do with Hashem's Hashkacha? Has Hashem's Hashkacha kept for all these Goyim? Where's Hashem's plan when it comes to Goyim and how Goyim fit into the plan? But they must fit into the plan because they're here. Because they're here. Their Hashkacha must allow for Goyim also. And again, this is where everyone goes off. I mean, not everyone. These, these movements... These progressive movements, the, the movements, the Yidin, unfortunately, that go out of their way, double, bend over backwards for, for, for defending the Goyim, equal rights for them, 
and 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 have this um, self-imposed chip on on the collective shoulder of all of Kleisron, see ourselves, see Yidden as being the aggressors and as being the the victimizers and seeing the the Gaim, the Arabs, let's say, as victims. It comes from Be'etzim, the same place where the Ramchal himself is coming from, which is if there's so many Gaim out there and Hashem is Hashkacha, Hashem is Mashkiach and everything, the Gaim must fit into Hashem's plan. So let's help them, let's protect them, let's defend them. How can we discriminate towards them? Now, that is misapplied and misdirected and being channeled completely the wrong way. But the starting point, that's, that's what it's very important for us to all discover together this morning. The starting point is Be'etzim, they're on the same page as the Ramchal. They're on the same page. And that we see just from the fact that the Ramchal devotes an entire parak to understanding Goyim in the section on Ashkacha, on Hashem's Ashkacha. Hashem runs, maintains, guides, and, 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 and leads the world. Hashem's rotten for everything in this world. That's why Goyim are here, because if there's so many Goyim, they, they must somehow fit into Hashem's Ashkacha. Now, Ramchal's here to help us understand how to correctly channel and guide this, 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 uh, this, this, um, you know, instinct that we have to show us the correct way of looking at it. He's going to give us the right perspective. When our instincts take us all the way, we're always going to inevitably have the wrong perspective. When a person just goes with his instincts, he's always going to be off of the Torah's outlook. He's going to be going with his Yetzir Haro. He's going to be going with, with, with um, influences that are foreign to the Torah that shape and mold his thinking. But the starting point is the same. That's so important for us to, to realize this. As we embark upon Perak Dalid, the, the very fact that Ramchal devotes now entire Perak to this within the section of Ashkacha is the Ramchal addressing the unspoken question is, which is, if Hashem is Mashkiach and everything, Hashem has a plan for everything, Hashem guides everything, everything has to fit the rest of Hashem. Give out. Why are there so many Goyim? What's up with all these Goyim? What are all the Goyim doing here? Behechrich. There's some hash, there's Hashkacha and Goyim also. Hashkacha, rather, has a place for Goyim also. And Goyim fit into Hashem's Hashkacha, and that's why they're here. That being said, though, that sets the stage for the entire discussion. Now, what is that Hashkacha? What is up with the Goyim? Why are there Goyim here? What is the role that Goyim have? And what's the correct way of looking at the difference and distinction between Jews and Gentiles, Yidin and Goyim, Ben Yisrael La'amin? Okay, with that being said, let's now begin. So that was the Hakdama. Let's begin now. Bergdal Ben Yisrael Ha'ilam on the topic of Yidin and Goyim. Aleph. From the, the, the deeper and, and, and um, more complex areas of understanding Hashem's Hanhaga. Detailed, complex, rich, and, and, and uh, it means, you know, something that, that's not just a, a very easy, surface, superficial kind of idea within Hashem's Hanhaga is what? Who any of Umasa the topic of understanding Jews and Gentiles, Yid and Gaim, Kla Yisrael, and the nations of the world. That's from the Inyonam Ha'amukim, the deeper concepts that have to be understood in, in this world. So right away, the Ramachal is telling us it's a sugyo, it's a discussion, and it's not something that we can explain in one sentence. It's something they're going to have to chew over. So I'm going to have to let percolate and digest. But I want to point out one more thing that he said in his opening line. Look what he said. He just said everything that we said, he said in one word. The deeper topics, the deeper uh, uh, discussions within Hashem's Hanhaga, how Hashem runs the world, meaning 
Gaim fit in somehow into how Hashem runs the world. They're not just grata, they're here. They happen to be here. They happen to be here and just learn how to live with them. Learn how to work around them. Learn how to make the best of the situation. No. They're there lechatchil as part of Hashem's hanhagah. Part of Hashem runs the world. Part of Hashem is guiding and, and, and leading the world. In that hanhagah is Gaim. That's Hashgacha. Wow, that's amazing. Look at that diuk. Shemitzad teva hanushi nira hayoisim shavim be'emes. Now the Ramchal sets it up and makes the question even more difficult to deal with the issue of Goyim. Says the Ramchal, look how the Rebbeinu Shavat Look how we created things. Look how we set up the world. On the one hand, mitzat tevo anushi, on a physical level, on a level of pure physicality, gashmius down here, Goyim and Yidin are identical. They're identical. Now I hate to give such um, morbid examples, but but um, in a morgue, in a morgue, they pull out the, the drawer that the yid is in and the one that the guy is in. There's no difference. Difference. You know, we walk around, we dress a little funny. Have these beanies. Got these strings coming out of our pants over here. Some of us insist on wearing shirts with buttons on them. I don't have these weird rules, right? Okay, that's when we're dressed, when we're fully clothed. In a morgue! No, you can't sit there. This one's a yid, this one's a guy. Well, he has a Jewish nose. Okay, whatever. There's no, there's no if physical di- difference that immediately says, this one's a yid and this one's a guy. Guyim are capable of getting circumcised also. Some guy have a, have, have a chiv to get circumcised. According to the Rambam, <clears throat> on the surface they look identical. You can't tell them apart. Not only on the surface. Let's go further, you know. They do a a a a a, a, a um, dissection of the guy. We don't say we we were mishamer on the on the covered amaze. They don't dissect the yid. But lu yitzur, lu yitzur. There would be a dissection. Lu yitzur, a theoretical dissection of a Jewish body and a Goyish body inside. How can you tell them apart? Which one's the yid? Which one's the guy? When you dissect them, you can't. Same organs, same placement of those organs, same limbs, same avarim, same gidim. Same, they're identical inside and outside. In the locker room, you can't tell who's a yid, who's a guy. On the dissecting table in the morgue, very, very interesting. Yidin and Goyim, on a, on a level of physicality, are identical. Mamish identical. And Chal's pointing out something very profound. Humitad and Yane had Torah. When it comes to the Torah, When it comes to Yane had Torah, they are completely different and totally different entities and totally different beings. Two different species on, on, a, on a level of Torah. Kiminimus Chav and Legamri, two totally different species. What does it mean in Yonaya Torah? So, so th- this is a, a lush, and we're not used to seeing this in Ramchal so much. The Rishonim uses lush, and sometimes Chavis um, Havavas uses this. The Rambam sometimes does. Torah sometimes is a way of saying on a spiritual level. In what the Torah, what, what the Torah's perspective, Ruchnius versus Gashmius, something that is conceptual. Torah, Torah, and Yanei Torah, very often just means on a level of a conceptual level, spirituality, which is something that I know about, I'm aware of, but but it doesn't show up in physicality. The Torah tells us that there's a difference in terms of their neshamas. The Torah tells us there's a difference in terms of their obligations. The Torah tells us there's a difference in terms of how they affect the world. That's all in Yonei Torah, meaning things that we know but we can't see. Gashmi is Teva, the things that we see. 
You see it straight out, it's black and white. Torah is things that we know, but we don't see. But that doesn't just mean, Torah doesn't just mean, again, Torah doesn't just mean the Torah's commandments for us. The Torah gives more commandments, gives us 6 to 13, gives them only 7. That's not what the Ramachal means. The Ramachal means the Torah's perspective, which means a spiritual perspective, which means ruchnius, which means a conceptual take. On a conceptual level, the spiritual take on understanding the difference in Yidin and Gaim, they're Yom of Alayla, night and day. Two different species. Mamish, is two different species in terms of our spiritual makeup, how we work spiritually, what a neshama looks like, what kind of a neshama we have, and as a result, what kind of commandments we have. So Rebbe is already pointing out something very anomalous, something very interesting, almost a paradox. When we, when the first, the first um, point that has to be made in terms of understanding the difference in Yin and the Gaim is to make a sharp contrast in, in, in that difference and seeing where we compare and where we contrast and seeing that there is this this, this built-in paradox in comparing and contrasting yin and goyim, this dichotomy. On the one hand, we are similar to the degree that one would really not know. There's no way, no real way, no real way on a physical level of knowing who's the yin and who's the goyim. Mamish, no way of knowing. No way of knowing. In the morgue, there is no way of being able to establish which one's the yin and which one's the goyim. You do genetic testing, that tells you who the father was, maybe the mother, whatever. There's no bona fide way of knowing which one is a member of the clan, member of the tribe, and which one is not. And that shows us how similar, how congruous Yin and Gaim are on a level of physicality. We're, we're, we're indistinguishable. We seem to be the same species. Physically, we're the same species. Spiritually, we're two totally different species. Completely different. Yom Valayla, Minim Mishafun Legamri. Okay, so right away, right away, the Ramchal is helping again, as we said, the starting point for this parak is the same as for us, as it is for that self-hating, estranged, irreligious Jew who goes out of his way to put Jews down and to promote the guy, quote-unquote, the victims, the Palestinians, all these people that are, that are being, that are being uh, uh, um, victimized and abused by, by Yid. The starting point is the same, that they're also human beings, they're also people, and they must be a part of God's plan. We agree with that. They're also human beings. They're also people. And they must be a part of God's plan. We agree with all of that. And the Ramchal agrees with that even more. Not only they're human beings, when it comes to the human being level, we, we are indistinguishable from them, Mamish. Indistinguishable from them. But in, immediately in the starting paragraph, Ramchal hits the ground with making a very clear point. Don't be, don't let that be lie what, 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 what going on beneath the surface. On the one hand, yes, we're indistinguishable. We're the same exact species. On the other hand, we're two completely different species. Yom of Alayla, on a spiritual level, we're, we're different. Now, does that mean we, we are talking two different species and we're not the same? No, the Ramchal is not throwing out the first point that he made. And part of the uh, journey of this parak is to figure out why, on, 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 you know, on, on, on this level, this physical level, we're, we're indistinguishable. But on a spiritual level, we're totally, totally, totally separate and, 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 and totally... Um, <clears throat> um, two vastly different types of creations. What's going on, what's going on with that? And <coughs> says the Rabbi Chal, before we get there, the Hine Ata Navar Binin Zabir Maspik, that setting the the the, uh, the 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 tone 
for what we're going to have to talk about in this parak. We are now going to explore this topic. We're going to explain, says the Ramchal, on what er- in what areas <clears throat> we are similar to Gaim and why, and what areas we depart from that and we are totally dissimilar to Gaim, and a totally separate type of entity and species and creation from Gaim, and what's going on with that also, and how to put everything together. And that ends Simon Aleph and Mitzvah Shem. Tomorrow we continue with base. Okay, we'll roll up our sleeves, take off our socks, and get down into the thick of things over here. Thank you all for joining. Everyone should have a wonderful, wonderful today. Isn't there a difference? Uh,